माय ब्रदर्स एंड सिस्टर्स इटर्नल विजिलेंस इज अ प्राइज ऑफ फ्रीडम इटर्नल विजिलेंस इज अ प्राइज ऑफ फ्रीडम कॉन्स्टेंट प्रिपेयर्डनेस इज द अनहिंडर्ड पाथ टू सल्वेशन कॉन्स्टेंट प्रिपेयर्डनेस इन आवर लाइव्स बोथ आवर रिलीजियस स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ is the unhindered path to salvation in life and therefore christ calls all of us to be watchful and to be prepared for his coming when we are children we used to read a lot about aesop's fables aesop was a slave in greece in the 6th century bc and then he was a very intelligent man and he composed lot of fables in order to teach men and children one of the fables is the wild boar and the fox the wild boar one day was wetting its tusk against a tree sharpening his uh, horns against the tree and then a fox came there and the fox looked at the wild boar and said dear friend Why are you sharpening your tusks? I don't see any threat to you. The huntsmen, the hunters are not out today and there is no danger for your life. But why are you wetting your tusks? And the wild boar said, Although there is no danger, I am wetting my tusks now because when the danger comes, I may not have time to sharpen my horns to wet my horns and therefore i am preparing now itself constant preparedness is the unhindered path to salvation and glory in life that is the call that christ gives us today we are called to be righteous at all time we are called to perform our duties whatever is assigned to us as parents as mother or father you are called to be at our post at all times constantly preparing these things let the lord come at any time you should always find us prepared and therefore constant preparedness is the best way to meet the lord when he comes socrates was is one of the greatest wise men and also a very honest man he was a greek philosopher but he was put to death by the athenian judges for various allegations in 399 bc he was put in the prison and he was waiting for his uh, death sentence in the prison house and then one of his friends called crito comes over there and then he tells socrates socrates i have lot of silver with me and i can use that silver to bribe these guards and i'll make it to escape from here but then socrates declined that offer he said no i'm not going to escape from here then crito said to him then don't hurry in drinking the hemlock poison the sun is still on the mountains and who was condemned they usually take a long time till the end of the moment they don't drink the poison so you also don't hurry 
you wait for some more time let the sun go down you spend some time with the people so that you can prolong your life and then socrates said to him my friend there's no need for me to prolong my life any longer it is of no value and then he declined that also then he called the jailer please come and the jailer came with a cup filled with hemlock poison that was meant for uh, socrates socrates took the poison in his hand and then he said to the jailer sir you know this thing very well what am i supposed to do and the prisoner said so you got to drink this poison empty the cup and then walk for some time in the cell when your legs become little stiff you go and lie down and the poison will do its duty then socrates who had taken the cup lifted up the cup said his prayers to god and then emptied the poison and then he was walking for some time as he was walking his legs became little stiffened tough he knew that the poison is working so he went and lay down there and he took a blanket and covered himself completely suddenly he removed after few seconds he removed the blanket from his face and he looked at his friend crito and he said crito i owe a foul a cock to mr aclepius give that cock to him that foul to him and do not neglect it and then again he covered his face and died that was the honesty of socrates even at the last moment of his death he wanted to be just in his life a man who wanted to be righteous in his life even at the last moment that is the greatness of socrates he was ever prepared to meet his god and with righteousness he was prepared to meet his god my dear brothers and sisters we begin the season of advent and the season of advent jesus speaks about his second coming there are five great mysteries of the lord four are over and there is still one that is to come the four are the incarnation of the word of god the son of god and that is over the second is the passion death and the resurrection of christ and that also is over the third is the ascension of jesus into heaven even that we have completed and the fourth is the descent of the holy spirit on mary and the apostles these are the four great mysteries of the church which are completed and the fifth great mystery that we are looking forward to and which christ was speaking in today's gospel is his second coming jesus who came who died and rose again and is ascended into heaven will come back again that is the second coming as far as the second coming of christ is concerned there are four important things that i would like to highlight on the first one is the second coming of christ is real but the timing of his coming is not known to anybody jesus will come back again and the acts of the apostles chapter 1 verses 10 and 11 as jesus was ascending into heaven the disciples were looking up into heaven and then suddenly jesus disappeared into the clouds and then two men in white the angels 
they appeared to the disciples and said what are you looking into the sky this jesus was taken up into heaven will come back again in the same way that was the announcement the angels made after the ascension of christ this jesus was taken up into heaven will come back in the same way and that is the second coming of christ and that is a fact that will happen jesus was ascended to heaven will come back again but then the timing is not known to anybody jesus himself said neither the angels nor the son of man in the flesh knows when that second coming will be except the father in heaven the timing of the second coming of christ is hidden from us when i was in a kgf i was a parish patient in priest's church about 10 years back suddenly uh, a cd was circulating among the people there one of the pastors had uh, given a very fiery sermon about the second coming of christ and he said on 10th of december that was in 2010 on 10th of december the world will come to an end he predicted and somebody came and gave me that uh, cd also i also just listened to the cd then i told them don't worry 10th of december will come and we will still be alive no man is privy to the second coming of christ no man knows at what time christ will come again jesus himself said and if anybody presumes makes speculation about the second coming of christ he or she is a liar he or she goes against the words of christ because jesus himself said nobody knows when the second coming will happen not even the angels in heaven he said and therefore if somebody speculates and says this is the time of the second coming of christ he is lying to you and me we are not to believe the timing of the second coming of christ for jesus himself said that he will his second coming is not known to anybody and therefore although his second coming is a fact a reality that is going to happen the timing of his second coming is unknown to all the second thing about the second coming of christ is the second coming of jesus will be unexpected and sudden suddenly it will come when we least expected jesus in the gospel of matthew chapter 23 now he will compare the second coming of christ to the people at the time of noah it will be like in the days of noah when people were eating and drinking and getting married and they did not know until the flood came and then they all died but noah knew about it because god had told him he was a righteous man but those days at the time of noah the world was drowned in wickedness and god wanted to destroy it so he told noah you go and build an ark and there is a beautiful legend a jewish legend that says that noah built a huge bell of wood made of wood five foot wood and then every day morning afternoon evening he used to go and ring that bell people used to ask him what are you doing why are you ringing this bell and he used to say the world is going to come to an end there's going to be a flood and people laughed at him and then they went and led their life as they wanted eating drinking and making merry and suddenly the flood came and drowned all except noah his family and some of the representatives of the creation jesus says very beautifully there they did not know until the flood came 
they did not know they did not know god they did not know morality they did not know the life of righteousness they were ignorant of all these things and therefore they were taken unawares when the calamity came my dear brothers and sisters we are called to be vigilant we are called to know god in our lives through prayer through the participation in the sacraments through our righteous living we need to know god in our life and then we will not be taken unawares let the lord come at any time like the husband man or like the farmer who with who with a sickle in his hand is ready we got to be ready doing our work whenever the lord comes may the lord find at our post when he comes to meet us the third thing about the second coming of christ is that it is a time of judgment jesus came into this world as a savior and then he will come again at the second coming not as a savior but he shall come again as a judge to judge the good and the bad to separate the sheep and the goats that is the purpose for which christ will come and what are we called to do we call to lead a righteous life a normal life which a christian is expected to live live in the presence of god presently we are living in the unseen presence of god but after our death after the second coming we shall live in the seen presence of god how are we called to live there's a very beautiful passage in the book of genesis chapter 5 verses 24 the whole chapter talks about the generation between adam and noah and when you come to verses 24 there's a beautiful verse that says enoch walked with god and he was no more because god took him enoch was a patriarch he lived for 365 years in his life and he was the father of methuselah methuselah is the one who had the longest longevity he lived for 969 years in his life so in the whole of the bible he is the only man who had that longest life span 969 years methuselah his father was enoch and the bible speaks like this about him enoch walked with god and he was no more because god took him walking with god means living in the presence of god walking in the path that god has charted out for us enoch was a righteous man all his life he walked with god and when the transition came god took him god took him and he was no more even his death also as he was walking in the presence of god when he was living even after his death also he lived with god he was a righteous man we are called to do we are called to live a life like that we are called to walk with god in our lives may it always be said about us that we are walking with god like enoch let us endeavor to walk with god the fourth thing about the second coming of christ is we have got to be watchful alert and watchful that what jesus says and what i say to you i say to all watch he says be alert be alert do not be taken by surprise do not be taken unawares when the lord comes be prepared 
the story is said about uh, an aloysius gonzaga he was a boy he was living with uh, don bosco and then he was a boy who had deep faith in god later on in serving the people plague with epidemic he died at a very young age he died i think 16 if i'm right so somebody asked him suddenly if god comes now for the second coming what will you do and he was playing in the uh, playground and then he said i shall still continue to play in the playground some other boys said no i'll go to the chapel and then pray before the blessed sacrament and some other said i'll go to the priest and make my confession and cleanse myself but this boy said alashes gonzaga i shall continue to play in my life because i have always been walking with god that is the kind of an attitude we are called to to be watchful and to be prepared constant preparedness by performing our chores by performing our duties is the best way to meet the lord in whatever state we are and therefore my dear brothers and sisters as we prepare ourselves during this lent let us let this uh, advent be a time of joy for us for we are going to meet our lord christ at his coming at christmas or whenever he comes again let us pray that we may be found in the state of grace as we participate in the eucharist amen